The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! Can you believe this? I had no idea. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Off to the races, and he stays on his feet. This is going to go the distance. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Let's debate the top five quarterbacks in fantasy football for 2023. If you look at our consensus rankings, the rankings combination between Jamie, Dave, Heath, Joe Burrow's not in the top five. That's a little bit controversial. I think he's sixth, so not too controversial. Uh, but we'll find out the reason for that. I'm Adam Azer. It is Sunday night, and I'm very pleased to be joined by Heath Cummings and welcoming Dave Richard back after two weeks of vacation uh, and work. And work. He was in Chicago doing work. Um, and, you know, four weeks of vacation. Sorry, no, Dave. <laughs> Welcome back, Dave. Another week of vacation coming up, but you know what? I'll be ready to devote myself entirely to the 2023 football season. Uh, had a great time in Chicago. Bears were very nice. I got to witness every second of all three days of minicamp and uh, lots of discuss from there. Kind of fits in with what we're talking about today, if I, uh, yeah. if I understand the topic correctly. Top five quarterbacks, you do. Top five quarterbacks. What is a, a minicamp practice like? What's the pace? What's the? What you know, he's not allowed to tell us this. There's new rules. Dave can't tell us anything that happened at practice. <laughs> no, no, no. I didn't go to the Patriots minicamp. I <laughs> oh. went to the Bears minicamp. What are they doing at minicamp? You know, it's basically almost like a passing camp. They, they really do next to nothing when it comes to rushing. There were no full pads on. Uh, players were in shells. Um, really, it's just a, it's it's a good way to see what kind of progress players in the passing game have made. Okay, cool. Is did Khalil Herbert have actual fly, frying pans for hands or? No, 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 just, no, no. He good, caught every. I, I can't remember a single target that he had that he didn't catch. No, actually. he doesn't. He doesn't. That wasn't nice. He doesn't struggle with catching nice. the ball. He struggles well, I mean, what I was going to say is he had maybe like three targets the entire game. <laughs> <laughs> he was splitting nice. first team work. Keith, would you like to guess who he was splitting first team work with? I would expect Deontay Foreman. Correct. Do you know who Deontay Foreman was splitting second team reps with? Travis Homer. No. Oh. Roshan Johnson. Okay. All right. So a little bit of Foreman playing on the second team. That was a little surprising. All right, we'll hear, uh, we'll, we'll hear about yeah. Justin Fields in a little bit. All right, uh, news and notes real quick, then we'll get into the top five. Uh, remember James White? 
PPR superstar, former Patriots running back. He says Bill Belichick loves Ramondre Stevenson and that uh, White expects a big role for Stevenson, but also with Bill O'Brien back, uh, they'll probably have a sub back, and he expects that to be Ty Montgomery at this point if they don't put all the work on Ramondre Stevenson. I, it was a lot there. It was a lot of Stevenson praise, Heath. I know there was a lot of parsing there, but the, the point is, yay, Stevenson? Well, yeah. I mean, I don't think Ty Montgomery is a concern. I am concerned that they're not going to throw the ball as much to him. I, I think I brought this up a couple of weeks ago, but I'm going to read the tweet again because I think it's relevant here. He is the eighth running back in the last 20 years to have 80 targets in a season and average less than five yards per target. Oh, wow. Every other running back the next year lost at least 12 targets. The most recent was Najee Harris, who lost 41 targets. Before that, it was a Tariq Cohen injury, then Carlos Hyde, who lost 72 targets. Michael Pittman lost 56. Most lost 25-plus. Wow. Okay, that's a great stat. Uh, speaking of running backs catching passes out of the backfield, uh, AtlantaFalcons.com writer Tori McElhaney thinks that Cordero Patterson will have, will have a bigger role in the passing game this season. Um, I wonder if that's out of the backfield or if that's lined up as a receiver. Yeah, I, I think it lined up as a receiver. Is it the, well, that's the way I interpret it because mm-hmm. th- this writer said, you know, they've got their two running backs now. They don't need Patterson in the backfield as much as a, as a running back. They've got Bijan and they've got uh, Algier. So I don't know. And does, Dave, does this matter? Matt Collins is the number two wide receiver currently on the Falcons, right? No, it's Cordell Patterson. That's okay. Oh, all right. Um, okay. The, this I thought was very unfair. Who are the four best teams? Dave, who are the four best teams in football? The four best teams in football? Who are the other three? The Chiefs and the name of the other three best Chiefs teams. and Eagles have to be up there. Mm-hmm. Who else? Uh, probably the Bengals and the Bills. Yeah, okay. 49ers. Right, let's just say Dave was right. The Chiefs play all three of those other teams, and they get all of them at home. And that is so rigged. As it should be. It's so rigged. <laughs> As it should be. <laughs> They get the Eagles. You want to be the champ? You got to beat the champ. Okay, beat them. Yeah, like, you have to beat them at their place. You right. do, obviously. <laughs> uh, Sean McVay, uh, McVay. Why can't I talk? It's Sunday night. I guess things are a little different now. Sean McVay, Sean McVay? said that. Is that a Freudian slip, Animazer? McVay? Why would it be? You're calling him a bay. <laughs> no. Says that Tutu Atwell will have a, a role this season. Uh-huh. Anybody drafting yeah, I, him? Yeah, I believe that. He had a role last season, too. <laughs> I guess implying a fairly substantial role. Yeah. Like a Kaiser I role? I don't think that's going to go at well. Okay. Uh, Touche. And final note here about a top five quarterback, perhaps. Daniel Jones got on stage and he said I thought, we're doing a show on the top five quarterbacks. Finally, we'll do a show where we don't talk about Daniel Jones. <laughs> nope. He got on stage and he sang with a country singer, Zach Bryan. I don't know who that is, but he did it. I saw the video. He sang. Dave, what what do you think the regularity is that other quarterbacks in the NFL have interactions with celebrities or sing at concerts? Singing at concerts probably doesn't happen that often, but like having celebrities and stuff like that, yeah, I think that happens. I think they've got celebrity friends. Mahomes is about to golf with Steph Curry and somebody else, Clay Thompson. I'll put it in the notes. But listen, I there, I saw this on CBSSports.com on our NFL arena. There is an article. It says, look, Daniel Jones performs with Zach Bryan. So I, don't blame me. Um, promotion. We've got our eBay store up. We've got, I got the URL for you right now. Go bid on some Zoom calls with our guys. TinyURL.com slash FFT donate. TinyURL.com slash FFT donate. Check it out and bid on some cool stuff. Uh, you can check out our other podcasts as well, not through the eBay store, but at cbssports.com slash podcasts. Subscribe to Paramount Plus. I think I'm being a good company man now. Love Paramount Plus, though, by the way. It's, it is awesome. Love, love, love Paramount Plus. Watching uh, Joe Pickett right now. Oh. Season two. Very, very good. Oh, never heard of it. We need a new show to watch here in this house. Mayor of Kingstown. Oh, right, so, yeah. so good. Yeah, so good. good <laughs> 
Consensus top five. I don't know what's wrong with me. Consensus top five quarterbacks. They are Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson at four, and Justin Fields at five. This is six point per passing touchdown Ooh. league rankings. Yes. Uh, it's a little bit different now. Now, all three of our guys have Mahomes, Allen, and Hurts in some order. Jamie goes Mahomes, Allen, Hurts. Dave goes Mahomes, Hurts, Allen. And Heath goes Mahomes, Allen, Hurts. Then number four is Lamar Jackson for Heath and for Jamie. It's Burrow for Dave. Mm-hmm. Number five is Fields for everyone. Uh, really, it's the same top seven for everybody. It's Mahomes, Allen, Hurts, Jackson, Fields, Burrow, Herbert in some order. But the big difference would be Burrow four for Dave and Jackson six and the exact opposite for Jamie and Heath. Jackson four and Burrow six. So we should start there, I guess. Um, no, we should start with these this series of questions. What was your toughest decision when ranking your top five quarterbacks? Weighing uh, the upside of Fields and Jackson because of their rushing versus Burrow, who doesn't really rush that much, but can get you around 24, 25 fantasy points per game when he's throwing to his healthy receiving core. I was going to say exactly that. Ranking those three quarterbacks was by far the most difficult part of the top five. Yes. Uh, I guess we should start there then. Let's expand on that a little bit. And Dave, what led you to keep Burrow in a six-point-per-passing touchdown league ahead of Fields and Jackson, whereas Heath goes Jackson, Fields, Burrow? I just love how consistent Burrow's been over the last two seasons. I I think we can all agree he's got a fantastic arm that's an offense that's going to continue leaning on it. 26.3 fantasy points per game in six-point-per-passing touchdown leagues. Don't see him slowing down at all. I know that there's rushing upside with Lamar Jackson. We've been saying exactly that. Since his MVP season, he hasn't come close to reaching that level. And I don't know if he's really come close to reaching 26 fantasy points per game since that MVP season. And Justin Fields, we'll talk about him. There's a lot to say about him. He's got that kind of upside, but I think he's going to fall around that 24-point range himself. So I think Burrow's got the most upside of the three. Wow. Going to take going to take the chance of him not getting hurt. Uh, hopefully Chase takes a step forward. We we definitely like Chase as a contender to be the number one receiver in fantasy. And T. Higgins is an outstanding number two receiver in an offense that's going to continue to let Burrow just chuck it all over the place. Yeah, I mean, I've got Burrow projected for more than these two guys. <clears throat> um and I've got, if I was just ranking floor, I would definitely have Burrow higher. Um, but I don't agree that he has the most upside. Um, I, I think we saw Lamar Jackson still had that upside last year when he and Mark Andrews were both healthy. I do think it'd be pretty easy, and I can take a couple seconds here to do it when we talk about the other quarterbacks, but I think there's been multiple stretches of healthy play from Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews where he's been in that 26 and a half point range. The problem's been that there haven't been enough enough length of that health. I think Todd Monken's offense is probably going to help with that. I expect Lamar to have his best season as a passer this year. Fields is going to have his best season as a passer. And I just I believe both Lamar and Fields possess the ability to get to that 30 point per game mark that we've seen Lamar already reach. Actually it was 32 I think for him, which is not reasonable, but 30. Um 31.5 in 2019. I, I don't think that Burrow can do that. Yeah, uh, just remember with Lamar Jackson, each of the last two years, he has played a game in which he has played 10 snaps and then left the game with scoring fewer than two fantasy points to end his season. And that's really hurt him in the per-game averages. However, even if you remove those games, he still, I don't think he's gotten to 25 points per game on average in any of the last three seasons after being well over 30 points per game in his MVP season two, uh, four years ago. Um, what changes, next question, what changes in a four-point per passing touchdown league in terms of your rankings? Yeah, I, I think you, you can't resist the running quarterbacks as much there. And so moving up, the, the, the upside of Fields and Jackson ahead of Burrow, completely get that. Um, but does, does it move Mahomes down a little bit? I would drop Mahomes to, to three. Yeah, I think it does. Yeah. I think it's just it's that much of a difference. The fact that each touchdown is worth two thirds in that league compared to other leagues. 
just right. drops Mahomes down. Those rushing touchdowns, I think they're still going to be there for Hurts. I think they're going to pretty much be there for Allen. And Jackson and, and Fields will still do better than your typical quarterback, obviously. Yeah. So it's enough for them to move up. Um, how about this last question? Why not just do a five-point per passing touchdown? I don't have a problem with that. <laughs> no, but in that type of format, I, I might as well just keep everything the way that it is. I know a lot of I leagues mean, do that. Uh, I actually do have two more questions for you. They're very easy. In your top five, or let's say top six, who has the most upside and who has the most downside? Hmm. Mahomes and Fields. Have the most upside and downside? Mahomes is yep. the up, most upside. Fields the most downside for Heath. I'm going to say Jackson is more downside than Fields. I think the guy that has the most upside is Josh Allen. I'll tell you, uh, two, you know, I asked you guys what the toughest decision you had to make in your top five. Uh, I'll throw just two more topics out there, and I'll do it right after this quick break. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right, welcome back. We're talking about the top five quarterbacks of the consensus top five are Mahomes, Allen, Hurts, Lamar Jackson, and Justin Fields. That would be the average in the rankings between Heath, Dave, and Jamie. The differences, as I've mentioned, Mahomes, Allen, Hurts are top three in some order, but uh, Burrow is four for Dave. Fields is five. Jackson is six. And Herbert is seven. And for Heath and Jamie, it goes Jackson four, then Fields five, then Burrow six, and again, Herbert seven. So two other things that I thought would have been difficult is uh, just being uncomfortable having to rank Justin Herbert seventh. I know we're talking about the top five here, mm -hmm. but... This is a guy who was QB3 just two years ago, or two seasons ago. You don't want to downgrade him too much to put him behind a, an unproven player like Justin Fields, for example, or a guy who hasn't, you know, as Dave has mentioned about Lamar Jackson, hasn't really reached that. He hasn't come close to what he did four years ago. So, Heath, you know, was that a struggle, putting Herbert seventh? No. No. I think he was bad enough last year that it's not. Um. I, there's the new offensive coordinator, which we think will be good for him, but that's another change that we have to see how that works out. I don't think, like Burrow, that he has the upside that Jackson and Fields do, but he definitely has less uh, a lower floor than Burrow does. So I think he fits behind those guys. Dave, how could someone justify ranking Justin Fields ahead of Lamar Jackson, um, which you do by one yeah. spot, um, mm -hmm. and I kind of want to be there, because I'm a little frustrated with Lamar Jackson, but if you just think of them, their profiles, you know, it's it's almost like you're asking, you're just hoping Fields becomes him. So justify ranking Fields ahead of Jackson. I think he might end up being a better passer. I think his numbers might be better in that area, and I think his rushing will be as good, if not maybe even a little bit better, than Lamar's. Both of these teams, the Bears and the Ravens, want to protect their quarterback, and they're they're making changes to their offenses so that their quarterbacks don't run all over the place. I think the Ravens are, are a lot more defined based on what they've done this offseason. They've, they, they've replenished their receiving core. Um, 
on paper, the receiving core looks like a lot of fun, man. Rashad Bateman's back, but he had a cortisone shot in his foot. Odell's there, but he's not the same Odell that he once was. Zay Flowers is an exciting rookie. I loved him at Boston College. Not sure he's going to translate right away to the NFL game. And so if those guys can't come through for Lamar, and Lamar's asked to run a little bit less, well, first of all, that should be really good for Mark Andrews. He's an easy call as tight end, too. But I wonder if that just kind of sabotages his numbers a little bit because he won't run like we're used to or that we want to see him run on a game-to-game basis. And I also happen to think that they still love J.K. Dobbins. And the reports on him this offseason have been mostly great. So I wonder if they're going to get him a little bit more involved in this up-tempo offense a little bit. And if that receiving core scares defensive coordinators, it's going to be light boxes. And that's great for a guy who was like number one or number two in rushing efficiency last year. Uh, Heath, I'll, I'll let you talk about that too. You have Jackson ahead of Justin Fields, four and five. Mm. One thing I love about Lamar Jackson, in the last two seasons, he has ranked first and second in fantasy points on yards alone per game. Um, really cool stat there. So, you know, he just needs he needs more touchdowns. But, uh, yeah, you you stuck with Jackson ahead of Justin Fields. And, you know, we have, a lot of, we have a lot of comments about Jackson here. I mean, some people, Lamar's an injury risk. Um, I still, there's another I think that's guy true. Says, like, I, lo- I love Lamar, and I still think he's an injury risk. I just don't. And I, I wouldn't. So is Fields. If you're going to say it about right. one, say it about the other. Yeah, and I think it's, I think, I think Josh Allen's is an injury risk. I think Jalen Hurts is an injury risk. Um, Like, Josh Allen got hurt last year, I guess. But yeah. it was, I Hurts guess. did too. I, <clears throat> so did Mahomes, um, by the way. And I feel like Mahomes, he did in the playoffs, but I feel like Mahomes has missed more games, you know, than Allen. Like, for sure, right? Probably so, but as we have saw with Josh Allen last year, playing through it doesn't necessarily mean being the same guy. Yeah. Um, so, like, I think it's good that he played through it, but we saw that with Cam Newton. I, I hate to keep bringing up Cam Newton when talking about Josh Allen, mm-hmm. but this is about the, the time in Cam Newton's career where things started to crumble. Um, we and he played through a lot of injuries poorly, and got roasted for his performance. Yeah. Um, I think these teams are trying to avoid that, though. <laughs> you did get a little off track. That's okay. Um, I kind of no. Took I think my, my only concern about Lamar is the injuries. I think if he's healthy, between Bateman and Flowers, and maybe a little bit of Beckham, the receiving core, and, and of course Mark Andrews is the best by far he's ever had. He will put up not probably his best passing season because I think we forget about how good he was as a passer in 2019. He's probably not going to have a 9% touchdown rate ever again. But I do think a very good passing season this year if he stays healthy. I I don't know. You know, I don't want to just say that he's going to be inconsistent on a week-to-week basis, but it's been two years in a row. Well, but that's that is also – you just have to – decide if you think that the lack of touchdowns over the last two years after two or three years of pretty high touchdown rates um if that's just like he's lost the ability to get into the end zone or if that has something to do with the weapons that were around him yeah um and a little bit of maybe a bad luck right because you're right like if and i generally buy into the yards more than i do the touchdowns yeah especially from a guy who has produced an insane touchdown rate in the past Right. I didn't even look at four years ago when he won the MVP, but in the last three years, the quarterbacks, there have been four quarterbacks who have been standouts basically every year in terms of uh, just yard, fantasy points based on just yards alone on a per game basis. And they were Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, and a guy that has no chance of being discussed today other than this note, Kyler Murray. Uh, so the, those guys get a lot of fantasy points on yards alone. Um, and, and like Kyler's a different case, I think, than Lamar when it comes to passing touchdown rate because outside of having DeAndre Hopkins, he's never been good in never. that regard. That's true. Um, L- Lamar had a couple of years where he was insane and then a couple of years where he was awful, and it went in the opposite order than it's supposed to. I want to talk about uh, something that <laughs> Dave said a few weeks ago on our Bust Proof episode and something that Heath disagreed with when I brought it up again last week. Dave said that he thought Jalen Hurts had the highest floor of any quarterback. Uh, do you remember saying that, Dave? Do you stand by that? I believe your argument was he just he had more weapons yeah. than Allen and Mahomes, and he has a higher rushing floor. Heath did not mm-hmm. agree because his name is not Mahomes. So, uh, Dave, I get it. I get it. Do, do I get you it. still believe that Jalen Hurts has the highest floor of the of any quarterback? 
you know, we have seen Mahomes fall below 25 fantasy points per game in half of his last four seasons. And, I mean, Jalen Hurts did too. I mean, we're, we're basing Hurts off of one amazing year where he could have been the MVP the year before that. He was at 22 fantasy points per game. I think that Philadelphia is the one team where they, they look at their quarterback running and they say, oh, yeah, we want more of that. We're not, we're not going to try and limit that. And their actions, even Smith, they, they, they said Miles Sanders can hit the road. His 11 touchdowns are gone. They've replaced him with DeAndre Swift and Rashad Penny, and they're keeping Kenneth Gainwell. If they wanted to try and run the football more, I think they would have dedicated more resources to that. And because they didn't, that tells me that they're very, very comfortable with letting Jalen Hurts run it just as much this coming year as he did the previous year. And they love what he can do when they're bellied up to the goal line as well. And then I think about their defense. Two new starting linebackers, two new starting safeties, a lot of youth on that defensive line, a lot of youth on that defense overall. I wonder if maybe the defense won't be quite as good as it was last year, paired with the first-place schedule that Philadelphia has, and maybe it means more competitive games, which means more opportunities for Jalen Hurts to rack up yards on the ground, through the air, lots of touchdowns. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm good with saying that he's got the, the safest floor of any of these quarterbacks. Yeah, I, I just think like this all would argument would make more sense to me if Jalen Hurts did what he did last year twice. Because we saw it with Lamar after he had that spike year. We even saw it with Mahomes after he had his spike year. We saw it with Josh Allen after he had his spike year. I'm expecting that Jalen Hurts is going to come back to earth a little bit in some of the ways that he took a big leap last year. I think you look at the 13 rushing t- touchdowns in 15 games, I, I think there's probably a, a significant drop-off there in the number of rushing touchdowns that he throws. I think you look at he made a, a pretty big leap to eight yards per pass attempt as a passer. We saw Lamar make that type of leap. I think he probably comes back a little bit in the passing efficiency as well. So <clears throat> I just I think his floor is more removed from what he did last year than Dave seems to think. What's how many passes per game do you have him projected for? Well, I can tell you I have him projected for 533 passes, and he threw 460, 460. in 15. Yeah, in yeah 15 so you're, games even so. you're giving him 70 more pass attempts. Well, I think he's going to play two more games. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, uh, not I, that many more. I, I, that's higher numbers. I'm good for the, with all that stuff. So even if its efficiency drops a little bit and he's not the machine that he was last year, I think he still comes through. Okay. I, I love taking him as the second quarterback off the board. I'm, I'm, I'm good with that. And if I can get him as the third quarterback off the board, it, it feels like I'm ripping off the rest of the league. The, the funny thing about that is with the way that our drafts go, it doesn't seem like you get a whole lot of choice. From the time that one of those guys goes, oh, it's yeah. like four picks and they're all gone. <laughs> and and I exactly. think that will happen in like every draft, every home league, regardless of when the first quarterback goes. You know, it's like it's like an alarm goes off when one of the managers decides, all right, I'm gonna be the first to take a quarterback. The managers picking right behind him are gonna say, Well, this is it. This is when I've got to go and get one of those other quarterbacks too. I think you're going to see that in like every single league this yeah. year. The the only time that you're going to be able to choose, I think, between the three of them, Mahomes, Allen, Hurts, is if you have the third overall pick and you get to the second round and none of them are gone. Hmm. And then you can just say, okay, I'm going to not take a quarterback here. And then with, you know, the next two players, the next two managers are going to take either none of them or, or both of them. And I'll have one of the three remaining you know, uh, with my next pick. But that's really like the only time that that's going to happen, I think. Um, all right. Who, let, who should be QB1? You guys all have Mahomes. Everybody has Mahomes. Dave, Jamie Heath, they all have Mahomes. Do you feel super strongly about that? I think he's the safest. Because if if, wait, if I were to admit that Hurts... You thought Hurts was the safest. Well, no. I said he had the, <laughs> he had the safest floor. I said he had the safest floor. Okay. I think Mahomes has the next safest floor. I think Mahomes has made it very obvious. We can say two out of the last three seasons, he's averaged over 29 fantasy points per game. I think he's been a top four fantasy quarterback on a per game basis for the last five seasons. He's got really good upside. So I I don't have a problem with saying that Mahomes is like very safe floor and sky high ceiling. And they're just, there aren't a lot of quarterbacks out there that we can say that about. There's literally three. 
Right, but he, just, yeah. I just I just won the Jalen Hurts doesn't have the highest floor argument, right? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> like, I, I, I just won that argument at least, right? No, I said that Mahomes has the second highest floor. Okay, yeah, right, but they all, but that's not like having a, low, a high floor and huge upside applies to all three of those guys. It's true. So you know, I actually think it's an easier case to make it for Allen to be QB one because he was better than Mahomes in twenty twenty one. He technically he was better than him in 2020 as well, but not on a per game basis. On a per game basis, Mahomes was one spot better. Allen had a better 2021 season, and Allen was better in 2022 before his elbow injury. But that's like week eight, right? Yeah, but I mean, it's such a stark week. Okay, nine, I just want to say if we're going week one through eight, Lamar Jackson was averaging 26 fantasy points yeah. per game last year. Allen so we was, should give him credit for that. Uh, well, that's not nearly as good as what Allen was averaging. No, but we said we've been talking about Lamar Jackson hasn't been better than 25 fantasy points per game three years in a row. But it was an We're, injury. It wasn't just a random yes, point Mark in Yes, Mark Andrews season. got hurt week nine, right? Uh, Sure, but yeah. But Lamar if, Jackson You know what had, would resolve all this, Adam? What? You had six <laughs> months where there was no football, and we were doing two and a half or three shows a week. And if you put together the giant book of Azer stats, I can still then we it. would know who was actually better. But listen, but still, he wasn't he wasn't nearly <laughs> as good as the other guys. Allen no. was still better than Mahomes before he hurt his elbow. He's gonna run. You know, he's been rushing for about four hundred or so more yards than Mahomes, if not more than that. Usually rushes for about four more touchdowns than Mahomes. I actually think he's. I, I think I'd probably take uh, Mahomes first because he's Mahomes. But I, I actually, this is how I feel. In a four-point-per-passing touchdown league, I'm definitely taking Allen. You guys already said you'd have Mahomes third. Six-point-per-passing touchdown league, I don't know. If I had three teams, I'd probably take three different quarterbacks. It's like a, it's 1A, 1A, 2, and 1A, 3. <laughs> Not even B and C. Uh, but, I, again, I do think it's a pretty compelling case for Allen to be ahead of Mahomes because he really has been, over the last three years, he's just been better, right? I mean, if you look at points per game over the last three years. I'm assuming he's been better than Mahomes. Uh, Mahomes po- wasn't great in 2021. 29.1, 26.9, and 28.4. Okay, those were Allen's numbers. He was behind Mahomes by .3 in 2022, ahead of Mahomes by two points per game in 2021, and behind Mahomes by seven-tenths of a point per game in 2020. So if, if he wasn't a, ahead of him, he was barely behind him. He was ahead of him over the last three years. Um, and then who else? I, I don't really think I can make an argument for Burrow as QB1. I just looked it up in our um, Fantasy Football Today League. Over the last three years, Josh Allen, 29.23 fantasy points. Patrick Mahomes, 29.18. So five <laughs> hundredths of a point difference between the two of them. I bet if you remove the game that Mahomes left early with an injury, it, it, oh, might, it might be. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Yeah. That was, I think that was, uh, actually, I don't, I think that was 2019. Sorry, I don't actually think that was before. Um, all right. I don't know that I can make an argument for anyone else. Can you? Fields, Jackson? I don't think you can for Burrow, really. He's just going to score, have to score a ton of touchdowns. Like, he's no. A, Herbert, I don't think so. No, I can't do it with a straight face for any of those guys. Fields or Jackson? No, not with a straight face. We could. I mean, I, I could make the same case for Justin Fields that I made for Jalen Hurts last summer that he could be the number one quarterback. I, like, right. it's not hard to make that case. It's just that it's really unlikely. I think you, like, the guy that we haven't talked about at all that's not in our top five that I also think you could make the case for is Tua. No, I no, I think you mean Trevor. No, I mean, well, Tua plays 17 games with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell. Yeah, sure. I, I would expect him to be in the top three discussion for sure. But they're not better than Ridley and Kirk. No, I'm just kidding. Are you just kidding? kidding. Just, yes, I'm kidding. I mean, okay. <laughs> sorry. Uh, Tua, Lawrence, um, Dak? But, but don't you. No. Dave. Heath. Would you agree that if they both stayed healthy, Tua is more likely to be a top three quarterback than Lawrence? Yes. Okay. I don't think I agree with that. Yep. I know yep. you don't. Yeah. I, I mean, is is everyone on the team healthy? Just I think Tua that's what and we're Lawrence going is all for. the guarantee you get. 
Right. But is Tyreek more likely to get hurt than Calvin Ridley? No, but Teron Armstead's more likely to get hurt than anyone. He's gotten hurt every single year of his career, and the numbers, the the, the numbers with and without Teron Armstead are startling. Startling. What did he put up in that game against San Francisco? It was awful in that game. Was he? Yeah. Yeah, but just the pressure. There was that first touchdown that was like, like a lucky break for them. I remember that play. I hope he was awful. I said it with such conviction. Uh, The game against San Francisco. Um, are you looking it up or me? Seeing it here. Oh, uh, seventeen point eight points per game, man. It was okay. terrible. Um, yeah, he had what like a seventy-five yard touchdown pass on the, uh, the first on the first play the to Surefield. Yeah, just like completely wasn't covered. Um, then, but then, yeah, he had two ninety-five, two and two in that game. Yeah, not awful. Why? I just you, you set me up, and I just you know I just went for it. Uh, anyway, um, I think and that's a fumble loss. It was a it was not a great fantasy game. Any, any questions from the crowd? Now is the time to ask them any quarterback questions. I will read some of your comments uh, after this break on Fantasy Football Today. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. All right, we are back. We are wrapping up our show. Top five quarterbacks on Tuesday, Dynasty Talk. On Wednesday, top five running backs. On Thursday, top five wide receivers. I'm just when gonna, is top five kickers? I'm just going to let everybody guess what the Friday show is going to be. Uh, let's see what some of these comments are. Terry has some rankings. He says, Jalen Hurts, one. Mahomes, two. Fields, three. Lawrence, four. Josh Allen, five. Lamar Jackson, six. Seven, Herbert. Eight, Burrow. Nine, Dak. Ten, Oof. Cousins. So, Allen, five. Burrow, eight. Those would be the headliners here. Uh, he does not think that Josh Allen has good weapons. I think the Bills want to preserve Josh Allen. This is another team that I think wants their quarterback to run less. And I think that they want to try and diversify their offense a lot more. That's what the offseason told me. Adding Damian Harris, not, not that Damian Harris is going to be this amazing fantasy running back, but he will help their run game. He will help give Ken Dorsey confidence to call more running plays. And I think Dalton Kincaid is going to be terrific as somebody who can take a, a short throw from Josh Allen when a play breaks down and turn it into a nice game. And that's a play that Josh Allen won't have to use his legs on. I, I'm, a, I'm a little bit fearful for all these quarterbacks that they won't run crazy like, like, uh, like they have in the past. The one that I feel like won't do that is Hurts. Okay. Um, I mean, I and I Jared, basically got that directly from the Bears. About what? About Fields that he won't run as much. They they believe that the the better protection on the offensive line and the addition of DJ Moore 
will make it easier on him to complete passes and not have to scramble when a play breaks down. Uh, half of his rushing yards last year came on scrambles. Basically. But they're not going to do away with designed run plays for him. I don't think there will be as many. Also, I think there might be like four or five a game. I, I'll just say across the board, if Lamar, Fields, Allen, any of these guys run significantly less, I think they're going to be worse. Well, yeah, Allen, though, at least we do have a year 2020 where he ran for like 440 yards or something like that, right. which is well below what he's done each of the past years. He's been over 700 yards, and he was QB awesome. three per game, QB two overall, something like that. He was still incredible. 28.4 fantasy points per game. Yeah, so at least we have that from, from Josh Allen. He didn't run less. He just had a career low yards per carry that year. He still had a bunch of touchdowns, right? Yeah. Rushing, yeah, rushing. He's been between six and nine rushing touchdowns every year. Nice and passing. He's been, I th- what, two years in a row at least thirty-five or more. I don't know what he was that year. But uh, Jared Bowling says if Josh Allen finishes in the top five quarterback this year, I'll eat my hat. Why? What's the, What is all this? Josh Allen is the man. What's going on, everybody? He's been there, top four each of the past three seasons. There, there's a feeling I've seen um, on Twitter also. That some people think that the Bills have kind of peaked. Well, hmm. I kind of, I mean, I sort of feel that way because their defense, I think it's on their defensive side, not their offensive side. It's going to be really interesting oh, man. with with Allen and with Jackson. Jackson's already not been able to stay healthy. But, like, how long can these guys play like this and not be affected by all the hits they take? Yeah. Um, no, that's not, why these I teams mean, are trying to change it up, man. I mean, how many quarterbacks have taken as many hits as Josh Allen did and and lasted? Can we talk about Daniel Jones already, says Don. I don't think he has top five upside. Top six, maybe. Top five, no. Um, we talked about Daniel Jones already. We did, show. we yeah. did. Let's see. Uh, Captain Spock points out, I think we already put this up, that Tua was I number did. one in yards per attempt. Oh, you did. Adjusted yards per attempt, deep ball completion rate. Yeah, he was great. Mm-hmm. He was great. Um, and he was a good but, deep thrower even before Tyreek Hill came to town. He ran for 70 yards. I mean, he is not quite Tom Brady, who ran for a negative one yard last year. But last season, Tua gave you almost nothing as a rusher. So that cannot be overlooked. Whereas Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence could rush for 200 more yards than Tua. That's that's nothing small. Um, Tua has see. like 4,500-yard potential. 4,500 yards, 35 touchdown. My touchdown. bold prediction was 5,040. Honestly, it's possible. But he's got to be on the field for 17 games. And yeah. I'd also like to say that I've been taking Mike White in a lot of best ball leagues that I've been in. Just throwing that out there. All right, let me see if I have any emails to read here for a few more minutes to end this podcast. How about- I'm surprised you don't want to know more about fields from minicamp. Or are you just going to read it in the magazine? Go ahead. I didn't know there was more to discuss. I uh, I was impressed with his footwork, his mechanics. That's definitely gotten better. I felt like most practices he'd make every single easy throw, um, but randomly be off target. And for every off target, ugly interception or tip ball that he had, he had an amazing throw. There was one throw that he had on the last day of practice. I think it was no, it was the second to last day of practice where DJ got behind two corners, including Jalen Johnson, and Fields just placed it perfectly over his right shoulder and into his hands. Would have been a touchdown. Just like a deep bomb touchdown. So he's got it in him. It's the inconsistency. And I asked around with a bunch of reporters that are there, and they said it's been the same thing for him, maybe a little less so this offseason, that they've seen throughout his time there. So inconsistent thrower, in an offense that wants to try and rein him in as a runner. I think he can average still 24 fantasy points per game. I think he could still be good. The average, I asked three different beat reporters, how many rushing yards do you think you'll get? None of them said 1,000. Two of them said 700. One of them said 800. So if we're expecting 750 rush yards, I don't know how many passing yards. sorry, I don't buy that. You know, when he was at his best (laughs) last year, he was averaging almost 100 rushing yards per game. They don't want him to do that. I know that, but this is that's cutting it in half here we're talking about. 
So, uh, look, how many times do we hear Lamar Jackson's going to run less? I actually believe it this year because they changed their coordinator and there's, they bought in these wide receivers. But they, mm-hmm. we always hear this about quarterbacks that run the ball. But they run the ball. That's what they do. That's what they're good at. I, he's not going to have – I don't think he'll have fewer than 800 rushing yards. Do you? Do you? I've got I think ni- he'll fall a little bit shy of that. I've got about 932. That's a, okay. He can be in that range and still finish as a top five fantasy oh, quarterback. Yeah, obviously. And having DJ Moore, like, he is absolutely in sync with DJ Moore. And I think when Darnell Mooney's healthy, Mooney didn't practice, Claypool didn't practice. I think once Mooney's back, they're optimistic that he'll be ready for camp. I think he'll be in rhythm with him, too. Claypool is the one. I, I think Komet might have a better year than Claypool. Okay. I, I just, I find it so funny, all these people talking about not all these people, but some people talking about Josh Allen's weapons. Sorry, change topic here. Yeah. Do we, do we think that Patrick Mahomes has better weapons than Josh Allen? I think you forget how much Gabe Davis hurt people last year. <laughs> I mean, he had the best year of his career and finished as wide receiver 35. And he's like wide receiver 45 in consensus rankings. Now, everybody hates him because he let them down. Yeah. And Allen um, still was amazing. And so I think like people are really, really think he's bad, and that's mostly it. Okay, they replace Isaiah McKenzie with Dalton Kincaid. Like they, it's, the, it's, the, it's the a it's a really good receiving core in Buffalo. The Bills have barely the Bills maybe have a better tight end than the Chiefs now. Oh, stop! <laughs> I mean, you know what? Like he he's not even a tight end. He's going to play wide receiver Big and slot. he's going to punt mm-hmm. and he's going to play running back. He's going to be the first rookie ever with two thousand touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna put some Bill, Bill's bets down here. Uh, I guess I can still read a couple emails here. How about a question from Joshua? I usually get the last pick for some reason in my league every year. If everyone I really want is gone by my pick, should I grab a top tier quarterback and another high end player at the one two turn? Uh, by the way, you guys are the reason I won my league last year. Thank you, Josh. Nice. What do you think uh, is relevant for today's show? You're not going to get Mahomes, Allen, or Hurts with your third pick if you have the last pick in your draft. So can you reach for them at the one-two turn? You might get Burrow, Fields, Jackson, Justin Herbert. I think I, I personally will not take one of these quarterbacks with the top 15 pick in a one-quarterback league. I will, I will go for one running back or one wide receiver, uh, maybe even two wide receivers. It depends who's left. It's going to be a best player available thing for me when I'm picking that late in round one and early in round two. No. Okay. (laughs) This is from Bads from Calgary, Canada. I don't know what to do with Derek Carr. It seems like no matter the situation, the absolute best he can possibly put up is 250 and two. I want to believe with Olave and the easiest schedule, he can finally put up at least some games in the top seven to perhaps some have some utility in late rounds of best ball tournaments, but I just can't believe. After all, adding maybe the best wide receiver in the NFL and Devontae Adams still didn't add a damn thing to his ceiling. Can you talk about his situation, Derek Carr? Um, I think that... You seem to have like you. You started off saying you don't know what to do with Der- David Carr, and it's it sounds like you know exactly what's going on um, with Carr. I, he's a he's not a top twenty four quarterback for me, but for most people, he's a low end starter in a two QB league. I think he might. It's possible he could throw for four thousand yards and thirty touchdowns. He might he might sneak into the top eighteen fantasy quarterbacks if everything goes right and a few guys get hurt, um, but. Is like I'd rather draft Sam Howell. I wouldn't rather draft Sam Howell. Sam Howell could get benched, Heath. Then what good is he? Yeah. Um I would guess I mean, I guess maybe in a two QB league that's why you would rather have Carr, but in a best ball league I'd rather have Howell. In a best ball league, I think I'd rather have neither. Do you know the last time he had over twenty fantasy points per game? Sam Howell is the only time start ever. Yeah. Oh well, I'm. I was talking about Derek Carr. Uh, 2016 with Crab. 2016. Oh my God, I got it! You nailed that one, Adam. Let's go, yeah. I didn't um, know what Tua did against the Niners, but you knew Derek Carr. Was he, I mean, good. Tua. Tua was not that good after the he first was not, of the game. He was not. That's fair. Yeah, it, it feels like Carr is going to be the same guy. 
hate to say it because I like the receivers that are and, in New and Orleans. He he might be worse. He might be worse. Yeah, I think he might be worse he... if they just listen. If they just do the same thing they've done the last three years and throw the ball five hundred and ten times, he's probably going to be bad, bad, bad. I'm going to leave you all with with. Uh, some Teron Armstead stats, okay? Oh, good. Here's good. Tua. Perfect way to end a top five quarterback show. Here is Tua with and without Teron Armstead. With Teron Armstead on the field. This is their left tackle, Dolphins left tackle. 65.7% completion rate. Without him, 56.8% completion rate. That's amazing. Yards per attempt, great, both, uh, both with and without him. 8.9, 8.6. Touchdown rate, 6.5% with Armstead on the field, 4.5% without. Interception rate, 1.7% with, 4.5% interception rate without. How about the sack rate? This one's 3.5% sack rate. That's sacks per drop rate, for drop back. 3.5% for Tua with Armstead on the field. He was sacked on 15.4% of his dropbacks without Armstead. The pressure rate went from 24.5% with Armstead on the field to 35.3% without. And the negative play rate, I don't exactly know what that was, but negative play play rate, 6.3% for Tua with Armstead on the field, 21.6% with him off the field. That is a franchise left tackle who has missed four or more games in six of ten seasons, including two straight. Uh, just something to keep I, in mind. How many... Was there a complete game that Tua played without Teron Armstead last year? Yeah, he or missed... Or was this like... Oh, uh, I, I want to say San Francisco and the Chargers, at least. I th- Let me see. San Francisco, he played against the Chargers. 100% of the snaps Armstead did. Armstead did, okay. So... I can look at this game they, log. They basically both missed week five and week six. Um, Houston. Houston. Houston, it looks like Armstead left halfway through. So maybe one and a half games. Would it make you feel any better knowing that they've got as many as four possible players on their team that could replace Armstead in a pinch? Oh, they're all stale. They've had such. Oh, they're stiffs. These yeah. are the stiffiest so, stiffs no, you'd ever stiffed. It would make me feel good at all. I would Isaiah Wynn is as good as it gets. Former first round pick Isaiah You're Wynn. saying in most, would, most of those stats are the San Francisco game. Almost, yes. And and Houston, if you'll remember, was the sneakiest good team against quarterbacks in the NFL last year. Yeah, but two have only played. Actually, that was it. That was what happened. They, I remember this. They were they were blasting Houston, and then when Armstead left, he got his butt kicked all over the place. And then they, they were like, "That's it, he's out." And they pulled two in the third quarter. So I remember talking about that on the show. So so Armstead played until halftime. So it was basically one one drive that you're remembering. No, I'm. T- it was more than one drive in the third quarter. I'm pretty sure, but it, it, this. Okay. If you go look at the pressure rate with and without in just no, that I game, believe you. I'm just saying that the sample size without Teron Armstead is one and a half games. Uh, one hundred and and one of them was against San Francisco. No, what about the? Uh, yeah, he didn't play in that game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I mean, that's that's r- that's true, but. Those are startling numbers. And if he misses time, it's going to hurt to a tongue by Lola. Yeah, but maybe not to that degree. No, not to that degree. Right. Okay, we're out of here. Thanks for watching and listening, everybody. We will talk to you on Tuesday with Heath's Dynasty Show. See you then. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.